0: I'm Amanda Leitner, and welcome to Rochester Rising, where we amplify the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 246 of the podcast. Thank you so much for deciding to spend some of your time with us today to learn about small business and entrepreneurship in Rochester, Minnesota. Whether this is your very first time listening into the podcast or if you tune in every week, thanks for spending some of your time with us today. Whether you listen in every week or if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, thank you so much for deciding to join us. We hope that you learned something today from entrepreneurs themselves that can help on your own journey. We release a podcast each Wednesday here at Rochester Rising. You can connect in with the podcast on our website at rochesterrising.org. You could also find these episodes wherever you listen into your podcasts, including on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. We also have tons of articles and videos that we've created over the years telling the stories of both new and very experienced business owners. You can find all of that on our website. Rochester Rising is part of Collider, which is a Rochester-based nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early-stage entrepreneurs in this community. You can learn more about Collider and how this organization can help accelerate and assist your journey at collider.mn. Rochester Rising was started in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place within this city, especially stories that would not have been told otherwise. We take a lot of time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, if you feel that you learn something every time you listen in, if you feel that these stories need to continue to be told, please consider donating to our fundraising campaign that's going on right now. We only have a few days left in this fundraising campaign. It's set to end this Friday, October 15th, and we're less than halfway to our goal. We've made the really hard decision to shut down the Rochester Rising podcast if we do not meet this goal by the end of the day on Friday. So if you feel these stories need to be heard, please consider donating to our current fundraising campaign so we can keep telling these stories. You can find information for our campaign in the show notes through a donate button if you see that wherever you're listening in or on our website. So this week on the podcast, we chat with local serial entrepreneur, Shauna Anderson. This Century High School graduate grew up in a family of business owners and learned the value of hard work at a young age. Shauna's always been interested in business, leadership, and helping others navigate to their fullest potential. In 2014, this starter opened the Rochester-based business Men's Salon, a full-service spa and salon for men, with her parents, Michelle and Steve. Now she's striking out on her own with her mobile coffee business, Papa's Roast and Bakery. Don't miss this conversation with Shauna today as we talk more about running a business with family, building a team, navigating a global pandemic, and much more more before we launch into the podcast i just wanted to take a few moments to acknowledge our sponsor clifton larson allen or cla the team at cla would love to get to know you learn about your vision and see if they can help cla or clifton larson allen is a full service cpa firm with over 100 offices nationally including right here in rochester sure they do taxes and audits, but they also focus on helping startups or find their vision build budgets, work with banks and investors, and track and organize their accounting. They are deeply experienced at building the business systems that allow you to focus on what you do best, get product market fit, grow sales, hire talent, and create a thriving enterprise. Contact Todd Churchill at toddchurchill at claconnect.com or give him a call at 507-280-2317. All right, so now let's go straight to the podcast with Shauna Anderson of Men's Salon and Papa's Roast and Bakery. Yeah, well, thanks for doing this so much today, Shauna. I I appreciate it. And yeah, doing the whole Zoom thing, which... Oh, you bet. (laughs) um, But yeah, so I like to start out always by asking people a little bit about themselves, where they're from, um, and some of their interests.
1: Yeah, man. So I'm originally from Rochester, uh, born and raised there. Well, I was born in Waconia, but um, Rochester is my home city. We moved there when I was very little. Um, I went to high school, uh, century high school, and then I did post-secondary at RCTC. Um, And then after I graduated from high school, I went on to cosmetology school to chase a a hairstyling passion um, that is ingrained from my family. My grandma, my aunt, my cousin are all hair stylists. Um, So a girl not really sure what she wanted to do, um, I decided to go to cosmetology school. And as soon as I enrolled in cosmetology school, um, I knew that I wanted to be a business owner. Um, So I knew one day I eventually wanted to have my own salon so, as soon as I did that and got graduated with my cosmetology license, I went to business school um, at Mankato State University um, and finished off my post secondary credits and went for another two and a half years to get my bachelor's degree in business. Um, so, after that, um, you know, I knew, so I was lucky enough to kind of know. But I wanted to open up a salon right away because um, business has always been my thing. I love organization. I love running numbers. I love the whole aspect of being a leader, um, just to help you know train the future to become better leaders. So that that was my purpose of being an owner and a leader is, you know, making people realize their full potential, but also letting them know that as a hairstylist, if this is a career they wanted to choose, they can also make a professional income if they work for it. Um, so yeah. that yeah. kind of chased that dream. And um, I, yeah, so I guess talking about hobbies and interests, so hobbies and interests are definitely business. Um, I, I like to classify myself as a serial entrepreneur. Um, so starting new businesses, coming up with business ideas, I do some business coaching on the side for other people that want to start their own businesses. And then I'm actually, um, I love coffee as well. Um, So I'm opening up a coffee trailer. Oh, nice. That is something brand new. Um, So it's keeping us super busy. But my coffee trailer um, is going to, it's set to open up in a month. So we're showcasing it this weekend at Men's Salon. We're doing a small vendor event. Um, and with that small vendor event, I'll be um, launching my coffee trailer. That is super exciting. Yeah, I saw that and I was going to ask you about that. Um,
0: yeah. Pop up. Uh, Papa's yeah. roast. Yeah, yes. Yep. And the, I didn't know about, about the coffee trailer, but that is super exciting. Congratulations.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It was kind of a, a spur of the moment thing. Um, Men's Salon has been open for seven years. And we're at that point where we have hired managers and leaders. Um, So I figure this is an opportunity for me to explore my next entrepreneurial journey. Um, I'd like to train my kids on how to run a business. So with this coffee trailer, I'll kind of be training the future employees for what they want to do. That is so cool. So yeah,
0: you weren't kidding when you said you're the serial entrepreneur. You know, you run something for seven years, build it from the ground, and now you're like, yeah, I need to find next, like next the next journey. thing, like it's in good hands. So yeah. like,
1: <laughs> no, you that's a it. bit. I, that's the thing. Like I don't with this new entrepreneurial journey, it's just, this is something that excites me. Um, I don't want to leave men's on at all, but I feel like our team is in good hands. You know, they don't really need me around anymore because they're trained to take over.
0: Yeah, I I totally understand, understand that. No, that is super cool. So are
1: you... The whole purpose to this. So I used to be a coffee barista at Caribou Coffee. Um, That was my very first job. And, you know, if it could pay the bills, I probably would have stayed there. Um, But with being a barista, that had always been a fun thing of mine, like doing coffee on the side. And then a few years ago, my dad picked up. He's always been a coffee fan as well. um, But he picked up coffee roasting and has some of the best beans that I've ever t- the way he roasts it um I think is going to be a huge hit so it's called papa's roast cuz my dad roasts the coffee beans um so we'll be using his roasted coffee beans and my my fun I like more of the fun drinks um so I like the mixing I'll be the barista and he'll be the coffee supplier
0: no that's so cool so it's really going to be like a full family yeah, yeah 100% yeah oh that is so cool So Papa's Roast is going to open. So this will obviously air after Saturday or Sunday. Is it Sunday? That's the Sunday, the 16th. Okay. Yep.
1: So Sunday is going to be our first event, um, but we're still looking for a spot in Byron to have our coffee trailer. Um, And it sounds like the whole community, um, the mayor actually reached out to me this morning um, to help me find a location. So um, uh, pr- we're hoping by October 1st, we'll be able to have a set location in Byron. So many things to talk
0: about. Um, but yeah, I guess I wanted to dive into kind of the family aspect of it too. Cause it sounds like you, the whole family is kind of entrepreneurial and business owners. Like how, where did that, what was that like growing up? Like you said, you know, you came from a lot of, um, hairstylists and cosmetology kind of in your family, you know, now you and your dad are striking out on your own, um, with some, with another joint business. So how did that, what did that kind of look like growing up and how did that influence where you are now?
1: Well, so growing up, um, we had, yeah, our whole family entrepreneurs on each side, you know, my dad's side of the family, um, my grandpa was a farmer and, um, then my mom's dad was. In the military and then had his own woodworking business. Um, And then growing up, my mom and dad, my mom had her own daycare business. And then my dad had a landscaping business. So we grew up in business. We helped our dad with the side jobs and helped my mom with daycare. So it's kind of always been ingrained in us. We knew we're a family that likes to work hard. Um, and we knew entrepreneurship wouldn't be easy because we saw all the struggles and the long hours that my parents put into it but we knew if we were passionate about something and it and if we're willing to work for it we'd be really successful Um, and so it was my mom dad and I that actually opened up men's lawn together so I knew I wanted a business Um, and then Uh, We kind of came up with a business plan and while I was going to business school, my mom actually went back to school to be a hairstylist. So then she decided to get into the business. So I, I don't want to credit myself to men's salon. You know, my parents were huge backbones of it. They knew a lot of the things that you think you should know as a new business owner, but you don't. Um, So having them as extra guidance was very beneficial um, we also did realize along the way how hard it is to um, be in business together with a family. And so with Papa's roast, um my dad is gonna be my roaster, but we're not gonna be partners, unfortunately. We'll keep our partnership to men's salon. That way we can focus on being partners there. But now it's kind of time for me to test the waters out by myself. Um, so that's gonna be how Papa's roast is gonna be is. My first opportunity is being like a solopreneur um, without having any partners involved. So it's exciting, but it's nerve wracking because, um, you know, when you're on your own, you're the one that makes all the decisions and you can ask other people for feedback. But really, everything comes down to you. Um, with Men's Lawn, it was everything came down to me and my mom and my dad. Um, so we were able to navigate that together. Um, but this time it'll be Just a little bit
0: different, yeah. Yeah, But you have a strong foundation. I mean, you have you know seven plus years of your own of of this joint venture, and then you know your own. It's kind of I understand. Yeah, a little bit scary to make decisions on your own, but a little bit like you don't have to ask anybody.
1: (laughs) You know, you can just do it. (laughs) Yes, yes, and that's what I want to because you know I through our partnership we've realized that we, we all have different ideas and views. Um, And sometimes when, you know, especially in today's society, we have to make instant decisions and as a partnership, you just can't make those decisions. Um, so this will kind of be an opportunity for me to, yeah, utilize, you know, I feel much more prepared this time. Like I'm building up this business in a couple of months versus we spent a whole two years trying to get men's salon up and running. So I'll start with men's salon first. And I feel that there's a lot to to circle back
0: here with, but, um, do you want to share a little bit about men's salon and, um, the services that you provide through there and you have your own, uh,
1: Product line too, right? With men essential, we do. Yep. So we are a full service salon and spa for men. Um, so we just had an addition to our spa area this year. But our what we're known for is our high quality haircuts. Um, so we are a very busy salon. We have ten employees, um, which is low. You know, I think everyone is suffering right now. We we typically average about thirteen employees. Um, But we're currently at 10 employees, and uh, like I said, 90% of our services are the hair services. Um, But recently, we just promoted one of our team members to a spa manager, and her passion is spa, like facials, body waxing, anything that is considered more relaxing and takes care of the body and not just the outer appearance, um, so as we promoted her, we launched our executive facial service. Um, we have foot detailings, hand detailings, um, and just kind of all the different services that females can get inside of a lady salon. But we're offering it in a man a friendly environment where guys aren't afraid to come in and get those services, where they're willing and open to talk about those services because that's our specialty. They're no, They know we're not going to judge them. Um, so guys are more willing to try those services out. So the spa area is really taking off. Um, and then, yeah, during COVID last year, um, we realized how important it was for retail sales because um, that, that was the only sales that we had for a three-month period. And so we used a lot of the funding that we were able to get um, due to being impacted by COVID. And we used that to reinvest in our own product line, which is now called Many Essentials.
0: That's so cool. Um, And I think, too, you know, maybe something, well, not maybe, something positive coming from a difficult situation. We're saying, you know, figuring out different revenue streams, like a product line, like, you know, add-on services with a spa is so, so important for small business, I feel like, to figure out those things. Um,
1: Well, and and like for the guys too, I feel like now more than ever, they want to take care of themselves. Cause I think everyone has been mentally and physically exhausted from COVID. Um, so guys, like after trying out a couple of those services, we ran a special for the first week for the services and guys just realized that it's okay to take care of yourself and it feels good. Like if that's mm-hmm. the only thing that you can do in a day to make yourself feel better, then it's worth it,
0: you know? Yeah, I feel we're more enlightened these days. Like self care, everyone realizes that it's okay to like do it, even men. Yes. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So, what was it like to build out the product line, the men, the men essentials uh, during COVID? Um,
1: it was stressful. <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to be pretty easy. Um, the tough part is, is, you know, you're always going to find some, like, there's always going to be something that everyone's going to be happy about. So our first product vendor, um, we worked with the one we were able to find was in the UK, um, because I liked their quality of ingredients. And a lot of us stylists through working with chemicals throughout the years. We have really sensitive skin. So trying to find a product that has better ingredients inside of it, but also, sustainable on the shelf, which is why, why a lot of preservatives are added to the products. Um, so it was stressful. It took um, longer. So we were open to op- able to reopen on June 1st and our product line didn't get there until November. Um, so that was kind of a letdown, but I feel like every challenge that we go through, it makes us stronger and better for the next time around. Mm -hmm. Um, so even though that was our purpose was to have this product line to get us, keep us going during COVID, we didn't realize that we would be open in three months. We thought we could be down for six months, even to a year. And now, um, a year later, we're so hopeful for that product line, because if we are to ever face a shutdown again, I feel like we're prepared for that.
0: Yeah. Do you ship as do you ship the product as well or do people come to you yep. to buy? You ship okay. So we
1: can do store pickup, um contactless pickup, we can ship on. Um so yeah, we offer all different options.
0: When someone comes in, you talk about this a little bit like what kind of experience do you want them to have? How have you kind of thought about that and um, deliver that to the to your customer?
1: So our mission statement is to to provide a man-friendly environment um, while providing unsurpassed quality salon professional services to our male clientele. Um, So basically what that means is guys can come into this environment and shut off the outside world, the outside noise, walk into a a little more quiet. You know, we can all get a little loud sometimes because we're a very close team and we know our clients really well. Um, But walking into men's salon and being able to just shut off all the chaos that is going outside of there. You know, we reiterate that to our stylists all the time, too, because oftentimes when we have these conversations with guys, we are kind of like a therapist as well. Um, So they talk about their issues. They talk about their concerns. So we even train our stylists to be the professional we are. We aren't only a hairstylist. We are the dedicated professional that they choose to come for, to for um, styling advice, personal advice. Um, so just being the professional, while we do have to maintain our professional environment and they have to shut off, you know, our stylists have to shut off what's going on outside their world. Just like we're asking our guys, you know, come on in. If there's stuff stressing you out, let's shut it off. Let's just help you relax. We'll give you a good quality, relaxing haircut. We do a nice, really invigorating scalp massage that's included with every service um, and, you know, the spa services. So we're encouraging guys to just relax and, you know, having a place where, you know, we, we pay our team members well enough because we want to encourage retainment. So We want to keep retaining our employees and we're known for that. Um, typically, if a stylist isn't going to last, um, they'll see that stylist out within six months, but The reason is not because they're not a good stylist, um, but I think mutually we as leaders and them as stylists realize that the environment, we're we're tough on our girls, but we expect a lot of our girls. And because of that, we are gonna reward them well. So we provide full healthcare benefits. Um, We have a dental package, we have a simple IRA. So we do everything we can to give back to these girls. But it's a professional income, and we expect professionalism out of them as well.
0: You started Men Salon in 2014, right? Yep. So seven years ago, um, and I think a lot of people listening in will be interested too in, you know, when you first started, how did you connect with your customer base as a new business? Something you're going through now with with Papa's Roast. You know how how did you tackle that, especially like with a lot of new businesses, we have like very limited budget, you know? Mm-hmm. So, what did that look like for you? How did you ring the first people in the door? And what are you um,
1: doing now with Papa's Roast, too? So, for men's salon, um, I was already in the styling industry. Um, so, I had connections with girls. And my mom and I actually managed a local salon that specialized in guys' services before. Um, and so, That was how I got all the team members I did. Um, We all realized there was a need for professional income. Um, There was a need for recognition. There was a need for benefits. And so whatever we were missing from our current job is what we wanted to incorporate at Men's Salon. And because we created a business plan that incorporated all of those things, we naturally had a team that wanted to follow us. And because of that team, that team, I credit 100% of our clientele to the team that came to us because week one, or actually month one, we were able to maintain budget without having to pay in. Um, So we were operating at basically a, you know, a wash. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, you know, most businesses, you don't expect that right away. But I credit that 100% to the team members that we brought with us. And we wouldn't have gotten those team members if we didn't promise something. So we we told them, we said, you know what? Everything that we give back is going to go right back to you guys. Um, We're going to give you a schedule that hopefully you'll like. Um, So finding the people that you know is going to help grow your business, not just finding anybody. So that was a big thing for us is that we knew, you know, as a new business, you want to hire as many people as possible. But we knew that if we wanted to keep up the professionalism, we had to take the team members that we knew that would help grow Men's Salon. Mm -hmm. So that has been a huge thing because we did already have, you know, a competing uh, men's specialty business in the industry. So I felt like it was important of finding the people that had the skills. Now with Papa's Roast, that is a little bit different because it's a unique concept. So I didn't want to bring Papa's roast. I would love to have it in Rochester right next to Men's Salon, but we're just oversaturated with clients there. And so finding a market, um, which I used to live in Byron, and we have nothing there for coffee shops. So finding a market that would benefit from your services is how we're getting the recognition. So instantly when I said coffee shop coming to Byron, that's kind of how social media blew up because everyone was so excited since there's nothing around the area. Um, So I would recommend to people, if it's a portable service or just, you know, building up your brand recognition, starting in a market where it's not already oversaturated. And then once you build up your name, then kind of expanding or moving to a bigger market because people already know your name.
0: Yeah, I think that's so true. It's hard to out compete in a super saturated market, but even in Byron, which is only what 10 minutes away, there isn't anything. Um, Correct. You know, you have the healthy start, or I believe that's the name. Um, but really, there is no coffee shop, no like little mom and pop diner. So I think that's you have the bakery of autos, but you know, there's no. There's definitely no coffee.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, and just listening to the needs because you know I, I'm a part of the Byron's Moms group, and there is always a need. Someone's saying in there, we need a coffee shop. So listening to that need, but also figuring out financially how it's going to work because um, these days lease rates and rent rates are so expensive. Um, so I was able to utilize the you know the latest trend lately of. A mobile vehicle um, so I have a low overhead expense so starting little that way you don't overdo yourself don't overdo yourself for the future
0: (laughs) yeah going back to the the mobile unit like what what did it look like to build to build that out I was like here a lot of people all the time thinking about oh I want to do a you know a food truck or something like that like What should they be thinking about? Like how much, what kind of an undertaking is that?
1: So this came on to us like a spirit. So I didn't build it. Um, I had been putting together a business plan for a coffee shop uh, for quite some time. And since that rate, the lease rates were just too expensive. I kind of gave up on that. And so I kind of, I put it off for a while. And when my husband and I were camping about a month ago, um, everyone knew I was a coffee fan. So they said, you have to stop at this place called um, the living room coffee in Spooner, Wisconsin. And so my husband and I stopped there and talking to one of the owners, um, I knew she was an owner after a small chat and we're talking about roasting. And I told her my dad was a roaster So we're just having conversation. And she said, well, if you guys need any roasting supplies, we have some available. So here's some used things. And I said, you know, we're not really interested in that because my dad has a lot of that. But if you ever have a coffee trailer that looks like that, that would be for sale. Let me know. And she just got all teary eyed. And she said 10 minutes before my husband and I walked in. They just decided they were going to sell their coffee trailer because their business, they have a gift shop, and then the coffee trailer was on the outside. They wanted to be together on the inside, and they just decided that this was the year that they were going to get rid of the coffee trailer. So we were able to basically just drive it to Minnesota. They had all the syrups in there. They had all the espresso machine, the pour over, the toddy cold brew system. So basically everything just had to wheel it into Minnesota. Um, but me not realizing that Minnesota licensing is quite a bit different than Minnesota or Wisconsin. Um, if everything was perfect, we could have just plugged in and set up shop. Um, but since it's in Minnesota now, we're going through a small hiccup with licensing, but so now we just have to revamp it a little bit on the inside. Um, but other than that, I mean, he kind of took all the work out of it for me. Like it was already built. He custom built it. Um, he put in, like, if you were ever a barista, you would walk into this trailer and say, oh my goodness, he has everything set up how you need it. Like your cups right there, your syrups right there, your espresso, everything is just, you knew he was a barista that built this trailer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were really lucky that we didn't have to go through the building phases. Um, but now we're going to have to revamp it a little bit um, to make it Minnesota friendly. Yeah. Still not bad though, but yeah,
0: the trailer route I imagine is a lot more cost effective than leasing a space and outfitting it if it's not ready. Correct. Yes. Yeah. No, that'll, that is so cool. I'll have to look for it. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Should stop by on Sunday for sure.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it'll be in the Men's Lawn parking lot. It's just going to be a small vendor event, but mm-hmm. um, bring some business cards and stuff for you as well. Cause I'm just, it's kind of a new thing. My sister and I go to craft shows all the time and I was like, well, let's do a small vendor event at Men's Land so people can kind of bring their own thing and set up shop there while we still have some nice weather and promote ourselves.
0: So I wanted to circle back to, um, men's lawn and, you know, the family owned business. So I did not know this was a, so you're, are Steve and Michelle, those are your, are those your parents then? Or okay.
1: yeah, I did not know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that's the mom and dad. Oh, that's so incredible. One of them is Papa, cause he'll be known as Papa now. And then, yeah, one's my mom, Michelle.
0: That is, that is so cool. So. Okay. So for people did as a family did you have a conversation before men salon about how you were going to work together or now you know hindsight's always 2020 but for people what did that look like for you what do you wish you would have done differently if anything and you know for people who want to go in business with their family what should they be thinking about it sounds like you've figured a lot of this out now as you know you're going on a different adventure or an added adventure.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, you know, my, so we've, we had the conversations before men's opened up um, and there was a lot of, um, we weren't quite sure. My dad is more of like the level-headed person. Um, my mom and I are very similar in personality style And we, we kind of went into it knowing that there may be some family issues that arise because we tend, my mom and I tend to react more emotionally with each other. Um, We're great in a business setting. We're great at like shutting things off, but as the stresses, you know, um, you know, there's going to be times where you're short on money. Um, There's going to be times, you know, we're shut down for three months during COVID, Um, a lot of stress that happens that you don't realize can relay stress to outside of business. Um, so it became really hard for us to shut off business when we have family time together. And so I would just, you know, recommend, um, my personal thoughts are for a business. Um, you know, if you have two people that are very passionate about the same thing. Um, I think, yeah, definitely it can work out, but you have to be very stern on roles of responsibilities. And that was something that my mom and I both struggled with because as working separate shifts, so she was basically there the times that I couldn't be there and vice versa. You just have to learn how to stay, stick to those leadership roles and delegations um, so overstepping boundaries is where we got a lot of our, um, is where a lot of the issues arose. Cause one leader would tell someone one thing and then another leader would say something different. And then the team learns to come to the person that's going to give them the better answer. And so I wish we would have been very, it's hard for us to, to not overstep each other's boundaries. Um, and so her and I did agree um, as a year ago, um, she wanted to focus more on the grandchildren. Um, so we kind of removed my mom from the day-to-day business settings. Um, and so my main focus is now with the new leaders that I we've created. Um, my mom helped me train in our new leaders I just have to be very careful about saying, you know, if someone comes to me for a scheduled question, I say, Nope, you got to go to Adrian for that. If someone has a sick day, Nope, you got to go to Tiffany and Adrian, just making sure don't make it appear that you don't want to do it. Cause you, you have to want to do it. You just have to let people know, sorry, that's just not my area. You got to go to that person. Um, but know that, You have to learn how to shut off. If you do decide to go in business with family, you have to shut off that business and family life, especially as you start having kids and there's nieces and nephews around that they don't want to hear about business stuff. So now we're we're very careful about not bringing business into home life.
0: Yeah, so important, which is a very hard thing to do, <laughs> as I know as well. There, right now, yeah. there are no boundaries, which I'm sure there weren't within the first couple of years of
1: yours as well. Correct. <laughs> and that was the tough part is we didn't really know the boundaries. Yeah. And so that was hard for us to kind of go back on with that same team, because um, you kind of they were used to going to us for those things. So I think having the new leaders there made a big difference because they weren't used to just me and my mom. You know. Yeah. And I definitely wanted to ask you about
0: leadership Um, you've been, you know, running a team, like you said, of 10 to 13 for a, a lot, for a while. Um, I'm having to manage people now, which I never had to do before, but yeah. how, did, how have you kind of grown as a leader over this time? What have you found have been some strategies that have been really important when you're kind of heading up a team or like you were saying, kind of empowering people to do these to head up these different roles too.
1: Yeah. I am 100 percent you lead by example. Um so I'm in the salon and when I'm there on my days, so Tuesdays and Thursdays are typically when I'm there doing guest service now. Um but I'm doing the cleaning. I'm, you know, making myself available. I'm answering phone calls. Like Lead by example. Um, Don't expect someone to do something that you're not willing to do. You know, I'm cleaning bathrooms. As much as I hate cleaning bathrooms, that's kind of what we expect for guest service. Um, But also being positive and encouraging. And, you know, I struggle at home, you know, with three kids. And, you know, my husband's a law enforcement officer. And, you know, it's COVID. Who doesn't struggle at home? But no matter what's going on at home, I I know how to shut that off. And you just, you don't want to bring that into your environment because you never know what's going on in other people's lives. And I feel like as soon as you're negative, then it's going to impact the whole environment. And so that's really important. And for me, my focus for this year is focusing on myself. Like I've never really taken time to really focus on myself and taking care of myself. So every morning I'll wake up and I'll read a motivational quote, like something to get me going for the day. Because if you wake up and you're reading something negative or scrolling social media and you see something you don't like, you know, it's going to start your day off wrong. So if you start your day off on a good note by posting a motivational quote or reading a personal development book, that's what I'm focusing on because I'm trying to start my day off on a better note so that I can help encourage and re-encourage my team as well.
0: Yeah. No, that that is hundred percent true. I'm a firm believer that whatever you put out there, you get back. So if you're putting negative things out and thinking everyone's like against you, that's of course, you know, what's gonna come back at you. So yeah. and yeah, the whole social media thing, you know, you can it's usually a lot of negativity. So if you can Correct. stay away from it or add positivity to it, you know, that's what you have to do. Yep. 100%. So I have some fun questions to kind of wrap out the, the conversation. Yeah. So, all right. So this has been an interesting question to, to hear from people. Um, Fun questions, but what is your go-to favorite pizza topping? Oh,
1: man. <laughs> Favorite go-to pizza topping. You know, I would say something general like pepperoni, but uh, pizza topping. If I could put that Papa John's garlic sauce as a pizza topping. That totally that would counts. That pizza topping. Yep. I, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that totally
0: counts. That totally counts. <laughs> All right. Last show you binged
1: watched. Oh my
0: goodness. Children's um, shows count too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it's a lot of kid shows um, lately, but binge watched. I did binge watch. It was during COVID. I started the crown. <laughs> yeah. So I watched the first full season. I binge watched that. Yeah. More than what I should have. (laughs) I I made it past. I'm afraid to keep going, but that was the the last one that I binge watched. Yeah. Um,
0: What's one productivity tool that you use that you think everybody
1: should use as well? Productivity tool. Does QuickBooks count? Absolutely. (laughs) One hundred percent. Yeah, QuickBooks. I don't know. So QuickBooks and then also I've created my own um, financial budget sheet and it downloads transactions from my bank account. So on a day-to-day basis, I know exactly once i load in my um, spending, I know exactly where we're sitting at business-wise and personal-wise. So that my Excel spreadsheet that I created would, I think, outbeat QuickBooks. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I hear that. You know, you make something that makes sense for you, um, and what you've learned, and that's yeah. simple. So yeah. All right. Last question: What's one local business, uh, besides Men Salon and Papa's Roast, that you think everyone should know about? Oh, there's a lot of. Local... I know it's hard to pick. One. Yeah. <laughs> or a couple, a couple's good too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Rochester area. So for one, um, I do have to give credit to my sister for at snow fun creations. Um, she makes custom tumblers and her attention to detail is phenomenal. Um, so I would definitely, um, snow fun creations and then This lady that I just ran across, um, Chiku Across the Sea, she's gonna be at my small vendor event, but she does a Japanese style cross stitching. And that, so I would definitely recommend people taking a look at that. Um Oh, man, I know so many business owners. That it's hard to just say one. Um, if you're looking for a chiropractic, Beth, Beth McVeigh, um, she has a chiropractic studio. Oh, my God, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... But yeah. any small business. You know, I think what people don't realize is that my support for small businesses and my passion is because I know how much... They go through um, and they're the ones that are putting money back into our economy. So if we really want to help stimulate the economy, it's supporting the small businesses locally because they're the ones that are paying in the taxes. They're the ones that are going to be buying, you know, probably more locally as well. They're spending in the area, their mortgages in the area. Um, So if you can support a small business over a franchise, 100 percent do it.
0: Yeah, no, that's very well put. That was my last question. I'll ask you for final thoughts. And where can people find
1: both Men's Salon and Papa's Roast? What's the best way to connect? So the best way of connecting would be through our websites. Um, So Men's Salon is www.mensalonllc.com. And Papa's Roast will also be um, easiest through our website. So www.papasroastandbakery.com. Um, And yeah, man, thank you for taking the time. And I'm excited to show people or share other people with your podcast, um, because I think other people that can help, um, you know, spread the word of, you know, how exciting business is, but also how stressful it can be. Um, But every stressful event I've gone through has made me such an incredible person that I am today. Um, So learning that the stress is worth it. Um, we just, you know, come together with each other to figure out how we can make it better for each, each person. True,
0: It takes a whole community, right? It's not exactly. a solo thing for sure. Yeah. Well, Shauna, thank you so much for the conversation. I appreciate your time.
1: Yeah. Thank you for navigating with me and my little guy. <laughs> no problem.
0: Thank you so much to Shauna for having this conversation today, for sharing her story with us. I hope you learned something from it. I know I did. You can learn more about Men's Salon and Papa's Roast and Bakery by checking out the links in our show notes to these businesses. Thank you so much again for tuning into our podcast today. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from this conversation, we encourage you to share this podcast with them so they can hear from business owners, from these starters in the community themselves. that is a wrap for us of the podcast today for episode 246. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please make sure that you are subscribed wherever you like to listen in before you leave. And if you have a few moments, we would really appreciate you rating this podcast so that others can find it and hear stories of entrepreneurship coming out of Rochester, Minnesota. We'll see you here next Wednesday with a brand new show.